guys. Welcome to the Altered State Podcast, episode 54. 54, the Jaime Garcia episode. So I, I am I am all of a sudden, I'm back in the saddle. I'm pretty sure I called him Jamie for the first like year and a half he was a pitcher. <laughs> he was, but it's crazy because he was just like, he was so good in the beginning that it, it just frustrates the hell out of me that he fell off when he did. That's life. Right? Remember when we almost do that perfect game? I do, actually, yeah. Until, like, it was... In the eighth like, inning. It was an eighth inning? I, I thought he had, like, an out in the ninth. But okay, that's, that's right. No, it was in the eighth inning against the Brewers. And he, and he gave up a bomb to left field. It was, like, almost a Big Mac land. That's probably why I blocked it out then. Why, why I remember that game, I don't know. There's no... Yeah, the same reason I remember but, all the other junk I remember. Right. I, I, I was watching that at my buddy's house in Springfield. Because um, it was when I was living down there, and... No one needs to hear this story at all. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, so before we went on, I showed you a little... I got the HBO Max subscription. Yeah. Didn't pay for it. I want to put that up there front. <laughs> I am already I have HBO through my DirecTV subscription, and DirecTV subscribers get HBO Max for free. Uh-huh. So, I, of course, I signed up, because it's a free thing, and that's what you sign up for. I don't hate it. Um, I enjoy some of the stuff on there, but there's nothing, I don't go on there, I'm like, ooh, fuck yeah, ooh, yeah. there's nothing, I, nothing grabs me, like, I would not pay fourteen ninety nine a month for this. I am super unimpressed. Yeah. Like, I think, I, I think even the interface lags, does it not seem yeah, slow? the right. interface didn't seem great. Yeah. But it was also just, like, looking at it, like, I guess Warner Brothers just doesn't have a lot of property, and I didn't realize that. <sighs> There are, I, I because they do. Like, well, it's like when I looked at it, when we went through, you know, the things that I would like to see, the things that I would watch if I had HBO Max. I do very much enjoy the Harry Potter stuff. I'm a sure. big Harry Potter fan. But but if you are, you movies, probably already have the DVDs. Right. Those movies are 12 years old. Sure. Um, or, or older. Right. Um, I did see they got the OC on there, yeah. which, yeah. you know, really breaks my high school heart. I'm a 90210 guy. Oh. But again, I have all the OC DVDs. I've watched right, them plenty. Right, right. Um, I I think the Doctor Who's on there. Right. I love Doctor Who, but again, we did not look to see I, what season they started with, did we? I was curious where they started with a Doctor Who. How far back they go? Oh, that is interesting. So I wonder we'll, if they have all the classic stuff we'll too. Check, if we'll they just we'll start, check that on the break. Yeah, if they just start with uh, like the Chris Eccleston se- uh, series. I feel like that's where they started, but I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah. I, that would make sense. That was kind of the reboot of this. Yeah, that was when the whole series re- rebooted, yeah. and that's when I think a lot of the current fans are more into. I don't right. think a lot of people are going back and watching Classic Who. Right. Um, but it, so like those are the things on there that I like, but none of those things are new. Right. Right. Nothing you know, on there is new. Like Doctor Who is still releasing new series. Right. But like I'm watching that on BBC as it's coming out. Right. I'm not. You know, again, I would like to watch, you know, when it was on Amazon Prime and before that when it was on Netflix, I enjoyed watching, right. you know, repeat episodes. That was one of my frequent shows that I went back to, especially the Tenant seasons and the Matt Smith seasons. Right. But, like, not having it is, it's nothing on there just seemed like a super impressive fl- you know all Agreed. the lord of the rings stuff is on there right. cool neat right i love i love the lord of the rings. i've i've read those books probably four or five times right but like i don't know and see but this has kind of been my consistent thought with hbo as a whole 
in its entirety is so HBO was like obviously the first premium on the game. Sure. You know what? Forty years ago, yeah. probably nineteen eighty ish. Would you think somewhere in there? Launched? Yeah, maybe a little later. Maybe like eighty four, eighty five. Okay, yeah, so in so that ballpark, yeah, 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 yeah. between thirty to forty years, right? They're the first. They're, they're the first premium on the market, right? Um, and they were the only premium for a very long time. Yes, like when you thought of cable back then, it was HBO. ESPN, and, like, one other thing. That was cable. Yeah. The rest was all your basic five channels, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Um, but I think what they are failing to realize is, like, the world passed HBO by, like, ten years ago. Like, HBO, for the last ten to fifteen years, is, like, a good show every uh, year. Sure, yeah. And... Like there's, we we've reached a place where there's a lot other places to absolutely. get absolutely more right good content. Agreed. You know, like I still have a soft spot in my heart for HBO just because they were the first one on the on the sure. scene with. I'm not gonna say Sopranos because I even had shit before Sopranos. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But that's like what people start with is like the comedy Sopranos stuff. and stuff. Right, shit like that. Yeah, they had all you know George Carlin stand up every year and, and yeah. shit like that. That. You could not find anywhere else. Right. And not to say that, you know, they're my go-to number one right now. I pop on HBO right now and the nine HBO channels, fucking, I have a hard time even finding anything to watch on a daily basis out of those nine channels. Right. So, you know, I think there's there's a fair amount of Gen Xers that I would say are in that same boat. They're right. like, no, HBO's home base. It's right. good. But then when you stop to think about it, it's like, well, no, I really do find myself enjoying more shit that's on Netflix. Right. Or more stuff that's on Amazon Prime. Right. Or more stuff that's on Disney Plus. Yep. Or more stuff that's on Hulu. Right. Like, all of them are producing more good content than HBO is. And when you hop on this, it's like, oh, you're charging more than any Anybody. of those services? Right. Right. Like, that's... Yeah, the only way I can see paying for this would be, like I said, if you don't have an HBO subscription, obviously. Because if you have HBO and you're not through DirecTV, you still got to pay $15.99 for this. What's the point? There's no right. point There's no point to that. Right. You're not get- – and, you know, a lot of their stuff – so, sure, there's WB – there's Warner-owned stuff that's uh, licensed out that, like, people will get back. But there's also – you know, one of the big gets on HBO Plus – is Friends. Right. Will Friends not go to the Universal app to Peacock? I No, I don't believe so. At any point? Well, I, doesn't, doesn't, I don't know. You're does right. NBC I, Universal own it or did. I don't Warner know if they Brothers sold the rights. I'm not sure. I cannot tell you that for sure. Like, who. Well, uh, well, I would wonder who produced Friends. Right. Like, was it. Warner, but if Warner Brothers produced it, it would have been on the WB back in the day. True. Not. Like, the fact that it was on NBC. Yeah. I find it hard to believe. Yeah, I don't. I, that's that that's and, and they're Warner. using it so much on their commercials as a as a sell point for HBO Max. I feel like they gotta own it for a good chunk of time, if not yeah. the foreseeable future, because that's that's like their big sell. Exactly. That's what all well, you, you see. You know, they is, wrestled it from Netflix. Right. Right. But which which is, I guess, this is a whole different conversation about how Friends is just a bad TV. That's show. right. I, that's but like not gonna pull me in. But like, it, here, yeah, like, like we're talking about, they don't have anything new. Max Originals. Love Life. Was that Anna Kendrick? What's yeah. Her name? So Anna Kendrick's a big deal, but what's that fucking show? I, I couldn't tell you. I, have you seen any commercials for it? Nope. They've done nothing for it. I don't know what it is. Okay, so is it 31 Minutes? Is it a sitcom? It's is a sitcom, it... yeah. So there's three episodes out there right now. Okay. Unless that's all there is. I could, I'm not even sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got, you've got an Anna Kendrick-led sitcom. 
that I think, you know, is probably, I it's probably good. I'm sure. I yeah. like Anna Kendrick. Yeah. But it's also like, right. do you know how many good fucking sitcoms exist right now? Right. Like, I'm not going to pay fifteen ninety nine to right. watch reruns and a good eight episode sitcom, right. you know? Like, right. right. Yeah, they have a handful of new Looney Tunes cartoons. Most of them are the old ones. Um, and Looney Tunes rule. Sure. I love Looney Tunes. Sure. But like... I don't know what this legendary show is. Never heard of it. Once again, a sitcom looks like. This one's 40 minutes. Second one's about the same. Yeah. yeah I, you know. It, well, it's everything on here is like stuff... Or look, everything on here is stuff that like... I would like to have on in the background while I'm doing something else. Sure. There's nothing that I could see on here that I'm like, I want to put my phone down and watch this. Right. You know? Yep. Like all the all Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. I've seen each of those episodes three or four times. Like that's that's a good for me, have on in the background. Sure. Looney Tunes, same thing. Harry Potter, shit. I've seen all those movies ninety fucking times. Right. Um the the entire DCEU, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of there too, right. I haven't done a particularly good job with any of those shows. Right. Um, yeah, the OC, I'll have that on in the background. Yeah, the Chris Eccleston series is the first that's one. That's the first one, is yep. what they... 2005, so yeah. Yeah, that's the reboot, which, man, you just got to get in on. I might, so good. I might. So there's nothing else to watch on there, so... Right, it's worth your time. Right. That or the OC. So we can both agree, HBO Max, yeah. It's disappointing, but it doesn't disappoint me because that's kind of how I've always felt about HBO. I think this I've is never just, been an HBO guy. This is just more proof that eventually this is where we're heading, that everything will just be a paid app subscription. As opposed oh, to the overall, sure. even your overall cable will just be some app you download and you'll get those channels just like everything else. So I think this is just HBO putting their footprint in that world right. for, for the future. Well, I mean, because in reality, when you think about it, there's only like five companies that are producing television. Right. Um, so really, we're just going to get to a place where cable no longer exists, and those five companies put all of their shit on their app. That's right. You know, like That's Warner right. Brothers produces a bunch of shit. Universal produces a bunch of shit. Uh, <clears throat> now uh, Fox produces a bunch of shit. But really, Fox will be in the Disney umbrella. Universal will be in the Peacock umbrella. Warner will be in the HBO umbrella. You know, and then you have Netflix, and really it makes you think like, why? Why does Hulu exist? Right, because Hulu, really, Hulu. Well, Hulu is ABC, which is also Disney. Right. Realistically, Disney Plus will just absorb Hulu, which it pretty much already had because you get right. They're all they're right. super shared anyway. Hulu right. just has more stuff. Right. Really, I think. Actually, I don't know what they'll ever... It's an extra two them. bucks to get Hulu when you have Disney+. Plus. Right, but I actually think it might be their game to keep them separate forever. Because Certain content... Yeah, they're not going to combine right, them. Right, because Disney+. Plus, Deadpool will be on Hulu right. as opposed to Disney+. Disney+, Plus. Plus, they family. always want to be family. You're never going to have anything except a soft PG-13 on Disney+. Plus. Right. You know what I mean? So, Like, even having, even having like, Princess Bride. Right. It's like, oh. Right. Oh, I see you, Disney+. Plus. Or what was the other thing I watched the other day? That, uh, oh, Avatar. Oh, sure. I, I, yeah. I have not seen Avatar since the theater. Right. Like, I saw it in the theater because yeah. everyone did. And then all of a sudden I was bored at home, as I have been for three months. Right. Which, it, that's what it takes for me to put Avatar on in the yep. background again. Yep. So it's like, oh, I'll put this on. It was... And it's like, there's one point, like, ju- 
Because it always happens this way, of course, where it's like we're running around our house, everyone's bustling, and the one moment that like my kids stop yelling, uh, Sigourney Weaver just yells, "Oh God damn it!" <laughs> I was yep. like, "Oh no!" Yep. I thought I had Disney, this is Disney Plus. I thought That's, I was safe. Right, no, you're kidding, right? Where like Sigourney Weaver leaves, oh shit! <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Man. I was. I'm flipping around last night. It was so early. It was like you know nine ish. So there was a SNL rerun on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't watch most of, most of it, but during the news, I forget what year it was, like 2005 or something, so, which was when Avatar first came out. Uh-huh. And it said, you know, anti-smoking campaigns are coming down hard on Sigourney Weaver for smoking in Avatar, blah, blah, blah. But uh-huh. his joke was perfect. He's like, if you sat through three hours of Avatar and all you noticed was Sigourney Weaver smoking, you were born to be a smoker. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> if that was your takeaway. <laughs> right. So. Did I tell you about the product placement thing? Yes, about the the warning. Yes, in the I front. don't know if I was yes. telling you. We talked about, about that last that. time. Yeah, we did talk about so that. So weird. Time. It is. It's very weird. It's yeah, very weird that that exists on Disney Plus. Um, sticking with the um, streaming apps. Uh-huh. Uh Top two movies on Netflix last week. Uncut gems. Just go with it, Mr. Adam Sandler. Thank you very much. Jesus Christ. If there's anything else I can do for the world, let me know. <laughs> Just go with it. I will defend is actually a pretty funny movie. It's a funny movie. Yeah. I still have not seen Uncut Gems either, and I hate myself for it. I, I it's supposed have, to be great. Right. I have not, but I don't know if I will. Really? Not, not because, like, I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm not hating, but that's just really not my kind of movie. Sure. Like, I, I typically don't love mobster, gangster, anything right. in that kind of realm. Yeah. It just doesn't, it yeah. just never really fueled my engine. That's fair. I respect the genre. Right. I think, you know. A lot of wonderful movie like Godfather. All all that shit is great. Right. See, I love but it's Godfather just not for me. Fellas and stuff. Sure. Right. Yeah. A lot of and, yeah. and a lot of people love it, and I would never take that away. Yeah. And I won't say they're bad movies. I think they're well made. And I'm not sure. Is this really what told. this is? That's really not, this is a little different than that. But, right, I, but I think yeah. it's. I think it plays in the that same vein. water. Like I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think they're a mob, but I think that's the. When I see uncut gems, I think like that's what the modern mafia looks like. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Totally. You know, like yeah. that. The, the traditional mob mafia shit. Like, that doesn't... I don't think that exists in our world right. anymore. Right. If it even really did. Right. That, right. Whereas, I, right. I think it's really more like, you know, under... Just fucking seedy, underhanded dealings right. from rich people right. to other rich people. Right. And yeah, ripping I mean, each other off and being weird. I'm very embarrassed I haven't seen it yet because it combines two wonderful things. Adam Sandler, which I have multiple pops of and things like that. <laughs> And Kevin Garnett, who I have a fucking jersey framed hanging in the back room, and I still have yet to see this movie. And it's on Netflix. And it's right there. I know. And you've right. been home for right. three months. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, things come up. I had to mow the lawn one time. Right. But anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because it just shows how great I am. Yeah. Speaking of pops, yes. I so I I don't know if this is a new pop. It was the first time that I saw it. Popped up on my feed yesterday, and I bought it immediately. From Box Lunch. I don't know if it's a Box Lunch exclusive. Um, Guy Fieri. Yes. Yes. I, I unapologetically yeah. fucking love Guy Fieri. I got one for my brother because he's, he's a big chef and all that kind of stuff. I got one for him, yeah. Dude, I think yeah. Guy Fieri's great. Yeah. I think, he's, I think he's an easy target. Oh, absolutely. To shit on. Right. But I love his shows. I, I watch it too, yeah. I, I enjoy the yep. shit. I, like, I think he's got the greatest job in the world. <laughs> right. This dude just travels the world. And goes and to the good most food. Right, right, but goes to like the most fireplaces right. that like I would go to. Right, you know, right. usually when you see that stuff, it's like, oh, let's go to the high end fine dining, talk about all this like really unapproachable food. Right, whereas like this motherfucker is going into a town and being like, 
hey, what's your most heater sandwich joint? Right. What's your what's your killer Cajun spot? Right. Like, what's what's your cool local? Was it just that one eatery? Yep. Okay, yep. Yep. There's no, not not special. It's all available. But yeah, Guy Fieri. That's a solid get, man. Yeah. Well, I, I saw get. it on uh, I saw it on Box Lunch. That's awesome. And it's one of those things where, like if you sign up for their mailing list, you get twenty five percent off. Oh shit! And they're only listing it for nine bucks. Oh, that's a deal. So it's like, oh wait yeah. a minute, you're gonna give me a Guy Fieri pop for like four and a half or five no bucks kidding. or whatever? I was like, yeah, I'll Done. get that. I got that, and I got a Zelda puzzle. Because <laughs> I fucking love Zelda. That's awesome. And they had a, they had a. This was a box lunch exclusive, um, but it's a, a map of Hyrule. Oh, nice. And I like. I don't know if you know this, but I love. I, I fucking yeah. love Zelda. Yeah, we me and Gibson have beat every Zelda yeah, game over absolutely. and over again, and go to town on it. And I'm, and I very much enjoy puzzles. You know, I used to get down on puzzles a lot. I, I don't know why I don't anymore. I, I should just like sit here and fucking. Space out to a puzzle, and I just don't. Right, that's yeah. where I I spent a lot of my life being all in on puzzles, and I think the only thing that stopped me is just that each puzzle costs money. Right, yeah, and yep. a, and like I'm not the per, the kind of person that's like gonna frame a puzzle and hang it. Totally. So right. like for me, I have I have one framed puzzle hanging in my basement, but it, it's a it's the Seth it's the McFarlane cover. Of Spider-Man with the symbiote suit behind him. Oh, okay, him. okay. But it's like a 50-piece puzzle. And really, I only have it hanging at my house because that puzzle was at my grandparents' house when I was growing up. And me and my cousins did it together all the time. And then when my grandma died, I took that puzzle. Nice. So that is hanging in my basement. But one, it's the fucking McFarlane cover. It is an iconic oh, it's image. It's a yeah. fucking beautiful image. Hell yeah. But it's also like that, that puzzle was my childhood. So that's hanging for a very different reason. That's fantastic. Whereas, yeah. like, if I if I just like this badass image of Hyrule that I just have, right. I'm excited to make it. Yeah, and I think it's a beautiful image, but I would never hang that in my basement. I know what you mean? I know what you mean? I got a lot of shit like that. So yeah, I think that was and really, and I ended up getting that again because of twenty five percent off, and I think their asking price was only like thirteen bucks to begin with. So it's like okay, I'll get a pop and a puzzle for under twenty bucks. Good yeah, night. man, this will be fun. That's good stuff. Love it. There's been there's been so many puzzles that I've come close to buying in the last three months, though. I'll bet. There's uh there's two exclusives that came out. Uh, de- uh, two bands I really like, Death Cab for Cutie and Pup. Mm-hmm. And they both released puzzles during this quarantine, because why not make cool Absolutely. fucking merch that right. people would use during this? Yeah. And the Death Cab one is a collage of all nine of their album covers. And it was like, oh man, that'd be cool. cool. But it's thirty bucks. Yeah. I got to pay for shipping, so it's yeah. like almost forty bucks. Right. Yeah. No, I don't want that. And then Pup did their most recent <laughs> album cover, which would have been awesome because it would have been super tricky because it has a lot of like pink negative space. Yeah. Which would be really fucking hard to do in a puzzle. Like that'd be fun, but again, it's like twenty five bucks. I got to pay is, shipping, so it's just not. Is there a place on? There's got to be a place online where you can go submit a picture and they create a puzzle. Uh huh. So why not just download the album cover? Yeah, because I'm not an asshole. I know. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> I'm talking about other people should just... No. I'm just trying to help you out. But again, I mean, a custom puzzle's got to be 30 bucks. Oh, easy, easy. You know, yeah. like, I wouldn't save yeah. any money on the... No, I know. End. I know. So but I got... I, I got wish, uh, really what I need to do is I wish I had other people that were big puzzle fans that liked my shit, and we all buy a puzzle, puzzle. and then we trade puzzles. Ooh. We need to start a puzzle circuit. 
So everyone my, just drops their 40 bucks. My sister's a huge puzzle person. Okay. She did like the thousand piece, couple thousand yeah, piece yeah, puzzles. Yeah. yeah. That's um, what we got to do. We got to get like five or six and she, people. And she doesn't frame shit either. So they're just piling up. So That's exactly what we got to do. All right. We well, got to get like five or six people together and just do a puzzle circle. We're going to do a puzzle circle. That, that sounds dirty though. I don't know Maybe if I want to do a be. puzzle circle with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got two things. Not that I'm dying to talk about because this, there ain't that much shit to talk about. Uh-huh. But I got I got a couple other things. But these two things are the ones that piqued me the most. Okay. So you pick. I'm not going to give you the total information on one. We're either going to talk about SpaceX launch. Yup. I have a lot about that. Or something involving Jonah Hill. Ooh. <laughs> so... That's interesting. I, I have a lot of thoughts on SpaceX. That was the one thing that I really wanted to talk about. Please, let's talk about SpaceX then. Um, but Jonah Hill, I have no idea what you're, what's coming from this. So well, maybe, then let's go I'm, SpaceX I'm, first. Sure. Yeah. Okay, SpaceX. How fucking cool is that? Badass. So I, badass to see that. Like, space is the coolest thing on Earth. Especially with the St. Louis connection. Right. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, Pattonville guy. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I was... Let me think. I want to say this was summer of 96. Okay. So I was in like third or fourth grade maybe i had just graduated um, okay <laughs> uh, i was in like third or fourth grade and my uncle dan who's my godfather uh we're like we're real real similar folks this is my mom's oldest second oldest brother oldest brother okay i don't know she's got a lot of siblings um catholics but right <laughs> but so my uncle dan uh just the coolest fucking guy like into all the same weird shit that I am. So I learned a ton of stuff. I got sci-fi from my uncle. Sure. Dan. You know, it was like I got comics and fantasy from my cousins, but I got straight sci-fi from Uncle Dan. He gave me Star Trek. He nice. um he just gave me a ton of shit. He gave me for my for like my sixth birthday, he gave me a telescope. Oh, nice. So we like watched the yeah. stars and shit together, yeah. which was so rad. But what was most rad, so nine summer of ninety-six, uh he Grabbed me and my cousin Todd. Um, man, oh, that makes me sad. My cousin Todd was, oh, who just shit. passed away. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So it was me and my cousin Todd and my uncle Dan, and he flew us to Cape Canaveral, and oh, we wow. watched Columbia launch. Oh shit! From Cape Canaveral, and went to NASA and did yeah. all the tour and shit, and it was one of the coolest experiences oh, of my wow. life. Like I remember it clear as day, yeah. and I was a kid. You know, I was fucking ten years old, nine years old. How do you forget um, that, though? Yeah. Right. And it was every moment of that. It was the first time I was on a plane. Um, first time away from my parents, really, for any substantial oh, amount of time. That's a good story. And we watched the Columbia launch. So every time I see space in any way, like, I, I just have that immediate connection. Right. Like, oh, my uncle that I watched the stars with, that then I watched the Columbia launch with. And seeing that same platform launch a space shuttle again, man, did that feel cool. I'll bet. I'll bet. Just hopeful. Again, in the time I, totally. that we... In a time... We needed life, it, but we don't have a lot of hope. Right. That gave me hope. Especially to see what uh, people are capable of when they come together. Right. That's that's a good example of that, and I wish people would look at that a little God. little more. And especially now. Not it, not you can be listening to this in 10 years. Probably the same thing still applies, unfortunately. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, no, but I, that's, that's an awesome story. I wish my space story it was that good, man. My biggest memory was sitting in third grade... And watching oh, fucking was it Discover Ch- Challenger? Uh, Challenger? Yes, because there was the a teacher on there. Yep. They they had us all like in the gym with TVs all around. We were all watching this. 
God. And it fucking blows up, man. Yeah. It was... And since then, I've, you know... Like, yeah, I... I guarantee everybody in that gymnasium did not want to be an astronaut when they grew up. Right. You know what I mean? Not a one of them. Um, not to make a joke, that's a horrible thing that happened. But it just... It just... You know, you hear people talk about, like, you know, Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. People are like, oh, I'm going to be... That was like the kids were like all about that. Yeah. And then this shit happened sure in my generation. Was. And we were like, that was this not, space wasn't talked about much after that. Yeah. It was just kind of. Eh, Dream well, smaller, guys. Right, right. Dream smaller. So you talk NASA, that was just looking through telescopes after that. Right. You know, it was all about Hubble telescope shit. Man, that is the one thing about yesterday. And maybe I'm just being cynical and shitty. But I, I appreciate SpaceX. I think it's such a cool thing. But, man, I miss when our country just did things I like agree. That. Like, I agree. I miss when we just explored for exploration's sake. Yeah. As a, as a nation. When we, yeah. when we financially prioritized intelligence and curiosity right. opposed to just financing war. Right. Um, that was a much, that was a much cooler uh, view of the world. Right. To, like, prioritize spending money on education and curiosity. And right. now we need private companies to do it. Is the yeah, only way to go bummer. for ten years. That is a bummer. Like, no, man. It was, it was. I I pay my taxes and I'm happy to. I'd be way more stoked to buy some cool NASA shit than another fucking missile, right? To blow up people that don't look like me halfway across the world. Yeah. Um. So someone else can get richer. Like I. But maybe this is pointing us in the direction of we don't need governments. <laughs> Burn it all and down. And we'll shut down. <laughs> yeah. Burn it the this fuck This podcast out. will never be released now. But anyways. But I, I, I was so excited watching it. I watched it at my parents' house. Was sweet, I was yes. over there. My, uh, my sister was in town with her kids, so my kids were like loving playing with them. We were over there. Uh, they were playing in the pool, and I was like, I ain't getting in a pool. I need to watch a fucking... St- I, I need to watch human beings get fired into goddamn space. Right. Like, that is badass. Yep. That is just cool. And it just, you know, not that the old space, uh, um, um, what the fuck, it, what the hell is that spaceship's called? A spaceship, fucking, uh, is it a spaceship? They call it a spaceship? A shuttle? Shuttle. They looked cool, but that rocket looked pretty fucking badass. You fuck know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a cool, it was, yeah, yeah, it was bad, pretty badass to see that, so. I yeah. watched a little bit this morning when they docked, everything was, yeah, you know, right. all that kind of shit, so. I'm still, I mean, I still think it's cool. I mean, it doesn't deter me from, you know, my childhood thing doesn't deter me from knowing how important and how, how great this is, but it just never, I never looked at space the same way. Uh, I don't imagine. So. Absolutely. It was always a scary proposition as opposed to, I would start off as like very hopeful. Now uh-huh. it seems very hopeful again. Right. But for a good period of there, like, eh, this sure. is a bad idea. From the mid 80s right. to the early 90s. Right. This is, this, not... we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Well, when you think about that, and then we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what the Russians can do. So yeah. they just gave it all to them. I'm like, well, fuck, that doesn't sound better. So they're working on like outdated equipment. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I I'm really hopeful that this creates a uh, a, a renewed curiosity in that, a Me renewed too. excitement for that. Me too. Um, because I just I would I want to see more of that. Like, yeah. let's explore, man. Let's yep. let's do some Star Trek shit. Yep. Let's just fucking go and see and it felt like that was this is as this is as political as i'll get on here (laughs) it was this it's the similar feeling to like when trump announced space force i was like sweet people going to space 
fuck i don't need i don't want space weapons right. i don't want i don't I want know. you to go up there to blow shit up right. this isn't a war machine like right. i want stop go away space force give me more just make nasa cooler like <laughs> i every time they think of that though i always go back to i mean reagan said we're going to put a fucking big laser in the sky back in the 80s the star wars stuff they called it yeah. Star Wars, and that, nothing ever happened. It's just, it's just a way to swing your dick around and make other countries think you're doing shit. Yeah, that's but, all it is. But it'd be cool. It'd be if great. It was just like, yeah. let's not swing yeah, our dicks around, and instead of making up an imaginary yeah. space force, let me just give this fucking money to NASA and say, go back to the moon. Go see what's out there. Go, do, right. go do something cool on the moon. Right. I agree. Fucking figure out, send someone to Mars. Like, right. Let's see what happens. Right. Do do cool things. We know Learn what happens. More things. I've seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we know what comes after that. We know it's purely Planet of the it's, Apes. It's absolutely, it's the same planet. You can't get away. You just it's yeah, a circle any, somehow. Any 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 mission to Mars results in Planet of the Apes. That's right. That's right. I what was I reading the other day? I don't know where Planet of the Apes came up. Um, they were talking about what were they talking about? Oh, trailers. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It's exactly what they're talking about. Um, we're talking about like movie trailers in the mm-hmm. house. Sometimes they just fucking reveal the entire movie and there's no yeah. And then someone was talking like you know if. Planet of the Apes came out today, fucking Statue of Liberty head would be in the goddamn trailer. The Statue of Liberty head would be the fucking poster. Right. Right. It ruins the entire thing. It, like, gives you... Absolutely. It gives you what happens that, in the very... movie, like, I appreciate Planet of the Apes, and I think it's... The original, Charlton Heston. Sure, yeah. I didn't Not the Marky saw, Mark version. Yeah, not the Tim fucking Burton. Right. Um, I think Planet of the Apes is cool. Um... And I like the reboots that they've done. I dug those, yeah. Because, again, we, we know that the Planet of the Apes is Earth, so I'm okay right, right. with like seeing it come to how life it and how they do it. I think that's neat. Right. But like, Planet of the Apes, if you know it's Earth the whole time, it's a terrible movie. It's not a good movie. No, man. Right. not a good fucking right. movie. Right. Well, then that makes like, the it's, entire it's not like, right. like Empire. Even if you know Vader's Luke's dad. Still a dope still a movie. movie. Right. It's a better movie if you don't. Right. But it's still an awesome right. movie. Planet of the Apes, after the first time you see it, you're like, I don't really need to revisit this. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is just, this is no longer that cool. I was watching, I think was it because of the 40th or whatever, uh, anniversary of Empire. Uh-huh. So it was on a lot, a couple weeks ago, whatever. It was like a continuous cycle. So I'm watching it, of course. And, and of course, that part always comes up, you know, the I am your father part. Spoilers. 40-year spoilers. Right. Um, and Because this crowd yeah, has totally. all seen And you're like, wait! You fucking ruined Star Wars for me. And, you know, that part comes up. And you remember, you know, when you first heard it, like, oh, that was badass. But I'm like, is this what a heroin addict feels like? Like, the first time is always the right. best. And then it's you're never going to get that again. Like, mm-hmm. not that you don't love it and appreciate it for everything it is, but it's just never going to be... Mm. I, I would say 100%. Let's say, let's say, like, similar to Genie style, you get three opportunities to time travel to any place in your life, but you, when you get back to that place, you're not aware that you time traveled in it. Think, like, okay. think like you could, like, replay a day in your life, but you don't have the foresight of the future. You can't change anything. You just relive it so you can feel that high, and then you get sent back to oh, right okay. now. Right? So it's kind of quantum leap-ish. But, Similar, but okay. yeah, but you, do, you don't. But it's have your a, life, right? It's okay. your life, and you have no forward knowledge. Ooh, okay. So you don't get to change anything. Okay. Um, you're not you're not fixing any mistakes. Are you still present in it, but, or are you just an observer? Yes, okay. you're present. Okay. You're you are back as you. But you can't change, and you yet. are feeling the things that you felt okay. in that moment. Okay. So um, you can't back to the future and knock out Biff. No. Okay. No, you are feeling things you felt in that moment. You're yeah. just reliving a, a, a stretch in your life. Yeah. 
That would meet, be my top three. That would be in it. Seeing Empire for the first time. Probably. Would I, be I, in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. It's up there. I, I, like, that's a, to, that's to a good one. feel that high again, to be, like, to be that captivated right. by something, like, yeah. that would that would be it. And, you I know, agree. again, in this situation, it's not like you can, I can't go back and talk to my grandma with this, right. like, new thing. Like, right. I would have to live it the exact way it happened and just feel what I felt in a moment to come back to it. That would be in my top three. I'd have to really think about that. That's a rough one. Not rough. That's just that's a lot of yeah. Well, because you, you want to balance it, you right? Want, you, you want to go back and right. read and feel right. big highs again, but you also probably want to feel some big lows yeah. again. You want to feel big right. feelings, right? See, that, this brings up another part. So, along the same lines, I you never get that same feeling of surprise, joy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But when I watch something like you know. Rudy or Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. I will still cry like 100%. I watched it the first time. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? You know what I'm saying? Like because because that's, <laughs> you know it's coming, right? And it's just it builds up earlier. <laughs> no, a, no, right. <laughs> dude. I'm telling you. So Field of Dreams is the perfect example. Oh my god. Um, so of course everyone cries when the hey dad want to have a catch, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the part that still every time yeah. will make me cry. Yeah. Give me a second. But as I've gotten older, you know what part? also makes me cry and never did when I was younger but really hits me hard when uh, Moonlight Graham steps off the field oh, and becomes sure. an old guy again Yeah, and he's aware of what he's doing right? and the rest of the team's aware um, but Ray doesn't know he doesn't, he's, he doesn't feel the gravity of right. it until it happens but watching that person give up their dreams to save that kid the one, one from the me. afterlife yeah. Fuck yeah. like that fucking moment makes me cry yep. so hard. Yep. And it didn't when I was younger. Well, sure, you don't have the same. Like, you know, yeah, but a like kid now, and, right, right. Now that I not only it's not only that I have kids, but also I think it's now that I, I think I am officially old you, enough to realize that not all of my dreams come true. Well, well there are things worth giving up for your dreams. Oh, certainly. You know so, but no, it's like I. Let me think. Your how dreams to say change. This. Right. Yeah, well, not, but not only that. It's the fact of like, so when I'm young watching this movie and my whole life's ahead of me, I feel like I will, I feel like I'll accomplish everything. Of course. I'll feel like I'll meet all my dreams and I won't compromise anything. And now I'm at a place in my life where I realize I, I will, I won't, I won't accomplish all my dreams. And that's not like, woe is me. I don't think almost anyone accomplishes all their dreams. Right. But that's a, that's a hard realization and in that moment, it's like that washes over me. Sure. Of like, oh wow, this person led a wonderful life, right? But didn't accomplish all of their dreams. And then, as soon as they got a taste, they were like, "That's all I needed. I'll go. I'll go back right. and go back happily." He hit a sack fly. He got on the such score a, sheet. That's right. such a powerful it is. thought to me. Yeah, that like that. That hits me even harder than the it's, "Hey, Dad, want to have a catch?" Right, and but "Hey, Dad, want to have a catch?" still does get me. Do you know what? Almost all of these emotions and moments in our life have in common. James Earl Jones. <laughs> You're right. James Earl Jones. Maybe he is a catalyst to everything that James Earl Jones' <laughs> voice. Period. Just fucking. I get weepy when Mufasa dies. Goddamn James Earl Jones. I'm saying. I'm saying. 
Everyone, everyone out here talking about how Morgan Freeman is the the ultimate narrator. No, I, James Earl motherfucking Jones. That's the OG. That's the original guy right Sandlot there. Sandlot gets that, me for that, class. Absolutely, that's right. That oh motherfucker. God. You're I forgot about that part, oh dude. My God. I. My mind's kind of blowing up right now because <laughs> right? I've never I've never put that together that same way. It's him, but that just deep dark timbre, that heavy yep. that heavy chested you know, barrel of a man. I don't think it's ever happened because I don't think the world could handle a Tom Hanks movie narrated by James Earl Jones. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. Right? I'm I'm emotional right now thinking about it. Yeah, man. Even if it's Splash, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Which I saw the birds. Did you see narrated it? by James Earl Jones? <laughs> wow, Bachelor I, Party narrated by James. You laughed, but wouldn't you pay to listen to that right now? Hundred <laughs> percent. If they had Bachelor Party on like audio file, downloading it if it's narrated by James Earl Jones, and I'm playing it over the loudspeaker wherever I go. Right, like I'm blasting that in my car. I'll just once upon a time. Yeah, I will listen to all that <laughs> shit. Oh my god, this is CNN. Oh god, that's what we found the key. The key to anything is James Earl Jones. I like that. Uh, I didn't. I, that just just popped in my head when you were thinking about that. I, I had forgotten about, um, not forgotten about the uh, uh, Moonlight Grand part and everything, oh, but God. all that jam. He is just uh, that was silky the one smooth. I'll tell. It was. I he even gets to me as Eddie Murphy's dad. Coming to America, he's the king. He'll be back. Wow. They're doing a new one of those. He is the king. I haven't seen Coming to America in so long. It holds up, and I. See, Coming to America and Trading Places, mm-hmm. both, because they're kind of like the Tommy Boy Black Absolutely. Sheep or the Absolutely. Billy Madison, Happy yep. Gilmore. Um, those two movies, I've seen them both, mm-hmm. and I appreciate them both, but they're just far enough outside of my generation right. that like, I never, they weren't... No deep dives. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like right. classics to me right. that I revisit. Right. Um, yeah, and they should be. You know, they're, they're fucking great. Coming to America is one of those ones that, you know, you don't watch it for a while, then you watch it, and everybody in it, no matter how minuscule their part, ended up doing something great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fucking uh, Sam, Sam Jackson's a guy robbing the McDowell's at one point. You know what I mean? He beats oh, him with the, the mops thing. You know, that's it. He has, like, two lines. Sam Jackson blows up. Yeah. Fucking, like, even, you know, of course, Arsenio Hall's and everything. Love Arsenio Hall. That was, like, his big that was his coming, coming out coming thing. Out party. As far as, like... People knew him Sin more than much. more than just more than just the dog pound, right? Exactly, which I loved. I <laughs> I hooed a whole lot, um, dude. They had Bill Clinton on there playing the saxophone. Come on, you're hooked. Bill Clinton's in that movie playing the no, saxophone. No, no, no. On Arsenio Hall show back in the day. Oh, yeah. When he was yeah, running yeah. for president, he came out and played. Oh, I knew played, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. No, um, what's the guy? Oh, Slick uh, Willie. I love the uh, the Louis Anderson cameo. Where he's like the guy on fries. He's like, see, now I'm working fries. Yeah. I used to be on lettuce. Couple more years. I love that shit, man. Oh man. No, so I used to be on lettuce. Now I'm on fries. Couple more years, I make assistant manager, and that's when the big bucks start rolling in. <laughs> I love it, man. Or what's uh, what's the guy who owns the place? Um, McDowell's restaurant. What the hell's that guy's name? Avery something. You wouldn't know. I him haven't forever. watched it in an age, man. Oh I, god, it's, so it, great. it's not. It's not ringing to me at all. There are so many. Even uh, you would know. Like uh, I'm not even gonna go through it, but there's so many great people in that movie. This pop up everywhere, everywhere. Nice. That wasn't really a SNL movie, yeah. But it was kind of shot like that. Like they bring in random cameo. You know how uh-huh. like Austin Powers has all these random people in it, right? Same kind of deal. Here's an Eddie Murphy movie, but he brought in a bunch of friends and a bunch of other 
people you kind of know. Oh, it's fucking great. I love that movie. Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm here for that. I don't know how we got into See, that. See, that's oh, it. Now, now I feel like I've got to, especially with a sequel coming out, Yeah. we'll need to sit down and watch that. Absolutely. One of these days. I would do that in a heartbeat. Because I would like to get get fresh Definitely. Before, the, before the sequel comes. Definitely. I have a... Uh, so you ready for Jonah Hill? Well, you know oh, what? Let's, take, let's take, a take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a yes. little breather, yes. and then we will come back. All right, cool. And we're back. We're back. What a fun, fun break that was. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked another beer. Yeah. Um, so, Joni Hill. Yes. Get get me hip. Nothing has been signed or confirmed, but they want Jonah Hill for Foggy Nelson. I like really? that casting right there. I think that's good casting right there. I... That makes me believe Foggy Nelson will have a much bigger role. I, I, I believe this because I also read in the same article, originally they wanted to keep everybody from the yeah, Netflix, but, I like, but they're probably not going to be able Elden to. Jensen or yeah, yeah. Looks I like, liked him as Foggy. I agree. Contractually, I don't know if they're able to okay. do it right if, away. If they can't do it contractually, then I think that's the next I agree. I, I loved Foggy in the Daredevil I, series. I, I think, think he great. did great. Yeah. And I think if you're bringing Charlie Cox... You have to. See, that's the thing. If, you, um, if you're not bringing Charlie Cox, you're not doing anybody, are you? I mean, what's the point? I wouldn't. Right. I mean, I mean, I again, I I'm biased here. I love Daredevil. Daredevil's sure. my favorite Marvel character, so I want him in. I, I want to see him on the big screen. So while in my in my heart and my immediate reaction is like, if you can't get Cox, don't do it. But then there's another. <laughs> but then there's another part of me. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> There's another part of me who's like, yeah, yeah. you can't get Cox. Maybe you shouldn't do it. Right. Well, there's another part of it. It's like, I just want to see Daredevil. And I think introducing him as Peter Parker's lawyer is the obvious. I, I think that's the best way to get him in the universe. Right. And if it can't be Charlie Cox, then give me give me your next best. Yeah. Um, and I don't have an answer for that one. I don't know who you put in there as Daredevil other than Charlie Cox right now. He just did such a good job. He nailed it. He nailed it. But I think Eldon Jensen, wasn't that his name, Eldon Jensen? I think so, yeah. Um, that sounds right. Fucking Fulton Reed? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. Um, yep. I think he did... He One did, out of five, coach. <laughs> he did such a great job in that role. Yes. And I liked how he... I liked how he fit there. Because I don't need Foggy Nelson to have a huge role. Right. You know? Right. Like, I like... I like Foggy to be... That, that counterbalance, you know, he, um, that he always plays so well. Right. And, I, and I think getting a star in that role is Could it, take know, away from, you know. Yeah. I mean, wasn't Favs Foggy Nelson to Ben Affleck? I, uh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So you had Favs as Foggy Nelson, then yeah. Happy Hogan. Yeah. Um, and I, I, again, I, I, I just want it to happen. Right. I just, or I just want Daredevil in the MCU, right. so like, I guess I'll take it however I can get it, but I would prefer it to be Cox. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> if that's one of those names where, you know, right or wrong, you feel like you have to say the whole name every time. I feel like it has to be a Charlie Cox, not just <laughs> Cox. Always I don't makes me think of Dewey Cox. I don't have a ton of shame. I, yeah, I wear that. As, as, as we're... As far as well Cox go, yeah. Right. Um, have you Speaking read... of casting things... Please, go ahead. Um, did you see the Universal Monsters? Um, so... Go ahead. 
Not, so they you looking at my paper? Uh, no, this is just something that I, I just heard last night. Yeah. Um, so you know, Tom Cruise started. You know, they tried to the launch mummy the, shit, right? The Universal Monsters with the Mummy, right? Went very poorly. Yes, it did. But then the Invisible Man went really well. Yes, it is. So yeah. now they're keep going, and there's Wolfman with the gods. That's what I. Fucking number one up here. Look at this. Ryan Gosling to play Wolfman. Top really? of my list. That's right. That's right. It's top of the list because it's the first thing I wrote down, not because it's the most important thing. <laughs> but, no, I thought that was pretty bad. I just love the idea that they're continuing with that universe. I I just... So much they can do with that. Hope I hope they build on it. Right. You know, and I... I think my hope is that they don't try so hard for a shared universe. Like, to me... I just make some really cool monster movies, right? And if you stumble into an opportunity to cross over, do it, right? Like you know, or if, even if it's just like a mention, like oh, this story happens in Seattle and this one happens in New York, right. and you know, there's a news story that well, shows say, that that happened. <laughs> like they don't, we don't need a monsters team up, right? And if right. they again, if the story dictates that they can be together. Then cool, man. I'm right. all, I'm here for it. Right. But I think this I think whole they, shared universe thing. Look at this universe as like the, <coughs> the Tarantino universe. They yeah. all take place in the same world, mm-hmm. but no one has any fucking idea about the other one. You right. know what I mean? It's just they're out there by themselves. You know, with, especially with the the dark universe. You know, shit could take place hundreds, if not thousands, of years apart, still be yeah. the same universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I just think there's so much you can do with that. You don't have to force it. Well, and I, I think we've we've really missed out on... This is one of my favorite parts in Grown Ups too. It's like the random SNL cast members cleaning the car makes me laugh. Oh, God. Anyways, sorry, go right ahead. We have Grown Ups 2 on the background. Guys. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, well, I, th- I think there's... <laughs> I, th- I think there's room for a dark universe. Great. Um... I think it's untapped. But, I mean, but I think, really, what we've been lacking in recent years is cool monster movies. Agreed. You know, like yep. I think it's been a long time since we've had just like genuinely good horror, suspenseful horror movies, right. monster movies. Monster movies, yeah. You know, like I, th- I think horror movies are still going strong. Right. But I don't want horror. A horror movie. I, know what you mean. I yeah. want a monster movie. Right. Like right. in that. That as its own genre, yeah, used to really be happening, and now it's just kind of forgotten. It's right. just kind of even there. like you know Twilight Zone and some shows like that. Even X Files are kind of monster type right. shows. You know, right. you can do it. Like I that. love X Files, right? Especially and early X Files was more monstery. Right. You know what I mean, well, all of it. It's right. like it's not horror. No, not at all. Right. And it's not even really sci-fi. No, it's just right. a, it's just a fucking straight it's monster a, right. show. So suspense with and a monster. that's yeah. cool. Like, that's a fun genre to jump in on, and I I would love if Universal could do something cool with that. I mean, I, I, I want to say, I don't know why they couldn't, but I've seen The Mummy, and obviously that's why they couldn't. Right. So I, I just... Well, it's the same reason that you'd say, of course DC should be able to make a good shared universe, and they can't seem to crack the fucking code either. That's true. That's no true. one can. God damn it, Star Wars can, can't even crack a shared universe. That's true. That's they can't true. even map it out. It's just Kevin Feige is the only person that I guess has the credibility that people want to listen to. Kevin Smith has a pretty sweet shared universe. Amen. Right? Amen. Yeah. 
that no one seems to care all that much about. They somehow. don't. They don't give enough credit for I, that. I don't understand how one of these streaming services hasn't picked Latched up this universe. Right. Agreed. Like I feel like that's a perfect Netflix right. or Amazon Prime thing to say. Like, let me get all your movies and. <clears throat> Yeah, man, I'll make I'll make Mallrats too. And isn't all the Miramax Weinstein stuff like up for sale now? I mean, I would think so. I mean, I don't know if he's hanging on to that, trying to make money, but I thought that they were kind of let's fucking get rid of that. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. Anyway. I would think so. You would like, think so. Like to yeah. me, it just seems like that seems like a no brainer. I agree for one of these streaming services because it wouldn't cost a lot of money. He's got a rabid fan base. Will right. consume everything he yep. does. Yep. Um, yep. That like, and then that would allow you, you know, because you know he's going to keep putting out content yeah. so it would allow you maybe once they do the he-man thing that's netflix right mm-hmm. you know i just don't know if you're gonna get into business with kevin smith get into business with kevin smith right. and put some shit out take there advantage the of the guy is built always this dude is hustled always putting out content to create right. well he's just hustled to create a really it may be a niche fan base at this point like I but if he's selling out arenas to, to show an hour and a half movie there's a fan base or not, uh, uh, clubs, venues, not clubs or whatever, you know, you know I didn't say arenas. He's selling 1,500 yeah. tickets right. in a city, in every right. city. Right. If not, you know, a lot of those cities he's doing two shows. Right. It's a big fan base that will consume anything he makes. Absolutely. That, like, to me, seems like a no-brainer because none of it's going to be expensive. Right. You know, I'd be willing to bet you could get the rights to the universe for cheap, and he's not going to make shit that costs a ton of money. Right. You know, right. so, like, if you if you say... I want to get in the Kevin Smith business. Great, you're gonna get a bunch of shit um, that his fan base is gonna eat up, and then people that aren't his, you know, I mean, a lot of his movies, people that aren't his ardent fan base still like. Sure, you know, right. especially his earlier stuff. Right. That it, it just seems right. It seems well, stupid to me. That I think someone has that. No one's jumped on that. I think Kevin Smith is kind of at that. Forgive me for bringing his name back. Adam Sandler point as far as fans go. They know this year on, but when you talk about earlier stuff, they don't know it. And there's so much stuff, I think, out there for Kevin Smith to be able to find. Like, a lot of people know, only know Kevin Smith, believe it or not, as this guy who does talk about podcasts. Podcast this, podcast that. They've never seen any of his shit. I know that sounds insane to think of. That, but I've, bl- that blows I've, my mind. He's I've, the clerks guy. I've met these people. They do not know anything about clerks. Really? They know Jay and Silent Bob because they're weed guys. Uh-huh. That's about it. Wow. Yes. It's, it shocked me more than the Nirvana stuff. Yeah, because if you know if you know of them, why don't you? I understand people that haven't heard of them. Yeah, but I don't understand people that. It's the same people, and this makes me sick. I, well, it doesn't make me sick. It blows my mind again. I'm not a big Ozzy Osbourne fan, mm-hmm. but all these kids who are like, "Oh, have you heard that Ozzy guy and that Post Malone song?" Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? The same kids that were like, "Read a book." Oh, did you hear this? Paul McCartney guy that Kanye oh West God, put on right? a song? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Arguably the greatest songwriter of all time. Yeah. At least in the conversation. Really? Ever. Not even really arguably. Maybe. That, right. I mean, probably is right. one of the best. He's, he's in the top three. Right. There's Absolutely. no argu- There's no arguing him out of the top three. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a good podcast for the future, too, by the way. <laughs> what, top five songwriters? Be a, oh. That'd be a nice one. We could talk about a lot of shit. Yeah, I'd go there. Yeah. Speaking of songwriters, um, and just plugging another podcast that probably everyone else has heard of that I just stumbled into because there's like 300 episodes and how I'm just finding it is beyond me because this is totally my scene. Okay. Um, You ever heard of the band Silverstein? I have. Okay. So yeah, they were like a 
kind of like a screamo band yeah. in the early 2000s, which was when I was like knee deep in that genre. Right. I very much enjoy Silverstein. Um, and they tour with a lot of bands that I like. You're screamo with my ska for my generation. Yeah. I would, that's a, you that's know, a fucking spot on. Spot on. It's what I do. Um, except I do love some ska too. But uh, either way. I think, um, yeah. So Shane Told, the lead singer of Silverstein, has a podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome. Yeah. And he just has lead singers from a ton of... He's got 300 episodes. Holy shit, Each yeah. one's a different lead singer. It'll be like... <laughs> NFG, Dan Marsala from oh, Story wow. of the Years, yeah. Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years. Uh, I was listening to Anthony Ranieri from Bayside on the way over here. Bayside's one of my all-time favorite bands. Awesome fucking podcast if you're interested in songwriting and that's yeah, that's badass. And, and I couldn't believe it. I just heard of it. Uh, Dave Haas, who was the lead singer of a band called uh, um, The Loved Ones, okay, uh, a stretch ago that I really loved, and now he's just been going solo for like ten years. I saw, like, you know, I follow him on Instagram or Facebook or something, and I saw him plug his appearance on this lead singer syndrome. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'll check that out. Oh, and I opened up the page, and it was like episode 273. I was like, get the fuck out. How has this been happening for five years, and I'm the demographic for it, and I haven't fucking heard of it? I've been consuming it like crazy. Same thing happened, uh... I'm a big MU330 fan, because mm-hmm. it was a law back then, if you were into ska. Um, Dan Pottest was just on this Facebook Live mm-hmm. podcast type thing, uh-huh. and it's like, you know, I think, I forget, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's like, you know, Ska Festival something or whatever, it's the name of the podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's the, he gets on there, you know, he, they interviewed him for a few, few, you know, 10 minutes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he had recorded, like, some live versions of his songs, like, in his house, mm-hmm. but he also edited them up so they were fucking cool looking. Yeah. Um, and they were on, like, episode, you know, 90. Yeah. And it's just ska people in and out from like you know the toasters, mustard plug, fuck. Like, You're seeing what the fuck, man? How, how yeah, no, this exists. Yeah. And it's like every week, I'm like, what the fuck? How is this the first right. time I've ever seen right. this? Every week for two years, yes. and I haven't heard this. I type the word, you know, I don't know, uh, Pop Funko into my phone, and for the next nine years, all you see is advertisements for Pop Funko. Right. I have endless ska music and ska. I've never seen this pop up right. once. Google your algorithm, algorithm sucks. Me. Yes, I don't know what the fuck, man. But speaking of podcasts, I'm a big Joe Rogan guy. Okay. Have you heard the Joe Rogan news? No. He signed a deal with Spotify for hundreds of millions of dollars for the exclusive rights to his podcast. It'll still be available on all streaming platforms, but Spotify will now own the Joe Rogan podcast. He doesn't work for them. They just have the rights to release it. But it's on other platforms? It, well, it will be right, for right now. Once end of the year hip it happens, boom, all Spotify. And that's the top-rated podcast in the world right now. Yeah. Is he still going to be able to release on YouTube? I don't know how that will work. How he's always done? Yeah, I'm not sure. I would doubt it. Wow. I don't know how I felt about that. That's big news. It is, right? It's big It doesn't impact me a ton. Right. Agreed. Because I don't listen to it a lot. Does that change the podcast platform going forward? Is everybody just looking for... I don't think everybody's looking for, but I, so what I think has been so wonderful about podcasting for the last, say, 10 years is there are no gatekeepers. Right. You know, and you and me can start a fucking podcast. Right. You know, and according to Joe Rogan, this will not change anything. They don't don't have any, they don't have any say over what he does, who he interviews, only the rights to release it on their platform exclusively. 
But so I guess what I'm saying. But the same is, if someone's paying you hundreds of millions of dollars, does that not influence you somehow? I him? Maybe I not. Doubt. You're right, probably not. Because he's that guy. That's true. But I just think I think there is there is no there is no taking that back. Do I think it impacts him? Absolutely not. Right. I don't think it changes anything <laughs> for the Joe Rogan podcast. And I don't think it changes anything in the grand scheme of podcasting immediately either. Mm-hmm. But I don't love <clears throat> that it is big business creating exclusive podcast because I think that is the first step to having to to undemocratizing the technology you know like say for example to have like can, oversight can, committee type can stuff everyone and... record a podcast still of course right but oh now Spotify has exclusive rights to some does that mean other ones aren't going to get exposure does that mean but, does re- that mean other does that there's already a lot of podcasts that are limited there, well there's it's already that way i mean there's a lot of podcasts that are only right. on but now it, for whatever certain but platforms. now it's the biggest one agree, agree no totally right i agree agreed and that i don't know i don't i don't think it's like the sky is falling but i do think it it begins to limit. I, right. I think this just shows things. where podcast is go. I don't want to make it sound like I dislike the people that are starting to do podcast. Like, you know, it's just become a more like Conan O'Brien. I mm-hmm. love Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I think his podcast is pretty funny. He has, I agree. I like his podcast. But at the same time, that's big business. That's just part of mm-hmm. the Conan brand. Really, that's where Conan is going. That's where. That, that's what I'm at point. This is, like, is this where, especially once all this pandemic stuff and people are like, well, we're not going to pump a lot of money into a TV show when they can just sit at home mm-hmm. and do the same goddamn thing. Well, and it's it's a better product. Like I I love watching the Conan show, mm-hmm. but like if you're trying to promote something, let's say you know you're an actor that goes on Conan, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot more promotion done. Right. In a forty-minute interview, exactly. right. that's really interesting and engaging, and can create a fan. Then you're three and a half, opposed minutes. to a three right. and a half-minute predetermined right. questions and answers. Thing, people. right? You right. know, right? And I think that's, but I think I think there's good and bad there. But I I think it just, but I think this shows, in a weird way, I don't know why this popped in my head, how Hollywood and the culture has changed. Mm-hmm. Like, look at somebody like Harrison Ford. Okay. Huge movie star, right? Sure. You think he's going on podcasts and taking that shit seriously? He could give up. Because back then, the illusion and the... The smoke and mirrors was all part of it. Exactly. You go on a podcast, you have a 40-minute conversation, you can't hide behind anything. You, you come off as... You don't create a persona. Exactly. And I think people... It's, I don't know. I mean, some people just have their brand. Forgive me for sure. saying that, but that's... How they operate their life. But I also think that is a generational thing. Agreed. 100%. So while we say, yeah, Harrison Ford, huge movie star. We also say, Harrison Ford, 80 fucking years old. Well, totally right. right. Like, we, we the, the industry is far more dictated than by, say, Timothy Chalamet than it is Harrison Ford. Right. And Timothy Chalamet... Would rather have a forty-minute conversation right. than fly to fucking New York right. to do a five-minute bit, right? You know, right? Um, 
And I'm not saying one's better than so, the other or one's right or one's wrong because Harrison Ford still gets paid millions of dollars to show up and do a movie. Mm-hmm. Partly because of that. Right. You know what I mean? Because no one can... I, don't, I think actors are afraid that if they hear me talk to you for an hour about whatever, they can't believe I'm this fictional person on stage or whatever. But, but I also I think that's a generational thing. I agree too. I, I, agree. I think most actors... At least most current actors, I think, and shit, I'm speaking for a bunch of motherfuckers that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So obviously, let's take this as gospel, Absolutely. because I know them. I'm going to write it down. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. I'm the mayor of Hollywood, clearly. I just met with all of them last night. <laughs> Me and Tom Hanks and George Clooney sat down and hashed this all out. Um, <laughs> but I would assume that this this crowd um, w- would rather open up a little bit. You know, I think there's a certain... When you think about... Uh, a, a fan base, mm-hmm. you know, half the fucking kids are only learning people on goddamn TikTok in 30 seconds. Right. Um, so you, I think your options are now, what can you give me in 30 seconds or less? Right. Or what can you give me in 30 minutes or more? Right. I think everything in the middle of that is gone for the rest of forever. All right. I, I think people are, I think people have chosen what their attention span is. And my attention span for something is either 30 seconds or 30 minutes or three hours. Right. You know, right. my, my atten- like, <clears throat> if you give me a six and a half minute thing, odds are I'm not watching it. I'm not going to give a shit. That's I'll true. watch anything for 30 seconds, and I'll enjoy a lot of things for 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, or an hour. Right. Um, especially if it's just audio, the amount of commute time that I have, or sure. like podcasts especially, shit, the amount of people that just work from home or commute, or drive for their jobs, you're reaching so many more people than you would any... No one's sitting down at 10 o'clock to watch TV anymore. Right. Or at least live TV anymore. If people are sitting down to watch TV, they're getting on fucking Disney+. Plus. They're getting on HBO Max. They're they're not going to TBS to watch Conan. They're not going to NBC to watch Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Right. Because... Especially with those, you know if anything good happens, it's going to be on YouTube tomorrow, and I'm going to see it way better. Right. Like, I, right. I don't watch... I, I actually do watch Seth Meyers every night, but that's because I still really like talk shows, and that's just who I am. But I also understand I'm not I'm not driving the market. Sure. I'm not your typical consumer, probably. Right. I know what you mean. Um, so I think if I'm an actor, or I'm a musician, or I'm trying to get the word out, going on a podcast... Is gonna get a lot more plays because it's gonna be on in the background. It's gonna be on while people are working or driving or doing whatever. And I'm gonna have an opportunity to use my platform, which I think is more valuable now than it ever has been. I think there was always been a uh, always been kind of a thought in Hollywood and in music that like I say what I say through my performances. Right. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think our more and more our athletes, our musicians, our celebrities are choosing to use their platform um, to express the holistic their their holistic view of the world. Right? right. I, I think there's there's less fear in that than there used to be. Agreed. Um so, less repercussions. Well for certain things. I wouldn't say so. I think we live in an well, that's, that's we live true. in an immensely divisive world. Absolutely. Um, you know, when you have Taylor Swift coming out saying "fuck Donald Trump," 
that's a big statement from a former country star. Yeah. You know, yeah. like for her fan base. That's fair. Yeah. That's a big statement. Yeah. But she's empowered to make that statement. Right. And I think most celebrities feel similarly in that, oh, we have our platform and now we feel obligated to use our platform to, to be authentically us. Yeah. And you can be authentically you with context oh, in sure. a 30 to 50 minute conversation yeah. that you can't be in three minutes yeah. or 140 characters. Right. Um, so I think it's more, I think podcasting has become way more valuable in that sense. I was trying somehow, and I can't really figure out how to do it, but I was trying to correlate this towards wrestling because I feel like I haven't talked about wrestling enough lately. No, you haven't. But I'm like, but it is, this is what came through my head. It's like, you know, back in the 90s, they kind of pulled the shade off of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody knew it was scripted, but Vince McMahon officially went to, like, this was to get a, this is really more of a tax reason, but he was being, like, Vince McMahon, let's say wrestling would go to Las Vegas for a show, mm -hmm. right? They would be taxed just as the NBA, right. whoever would be taxed because it was it's a sporting a event. event. He's like, no, we're fucking, we're entertainment, we're, entertainment, we're scripted, uh -huh. so he got out of all that shit, right? And there was a big fear that, like, oh, well, that's... You're ruining... You're ruining the product. Product. But really, it got bigger than ever. Right. So it didn't fucking matter in the end. Yeah. And I don't know what my point was with all that. But anyway. I think the point is that people don't need to be lied to... Right. ...to enjoy... Entertainment. ...a thing. Right. You know, right. like... I think it's really easy to say, like, as an entertainer, it's your job to... It's your job to give me the smoke and mirrors, but it's not. Right. It's your job to give me an opportunity to build an imaginary world. I love consuming sci-fi, not because I live and die by it. I love consuming sci-fi because it makes me curious. It makes me interested. It makes me sure. engaged. Sure. It makes me, you know, I watch, I watch Avatar, and then... Let me do a little bit of research about like putting someone's thoughts somewhere else. Like, sure. Is anyone doing that? Let me right. look at Google. Let me go on a rabbit hole for twenty minutes even. Right. Did I learn anything? Right. Probably not. They've been but doing that. I was that. curious. I was interested. Emily Westphal did that back and in that... the eighties with Free Jack. Nineties, <laughs> whatever. But that's the thing. Like I love the things that I love right. because they they invite me to to be a participant. I love the I love I I grew up loving punk rock because it wasn't smoke and mirrors. Right. It was hey kid, you know four chords, get the fuck up here and do it then. Yep. Yep. And like and I think a lot of entertainers are learning that same thing that like for them it's very much like let me sell the whole part. Oh, thank you. Thanks. You didn't have to do that. Brains. That was so kind. All right, cool. Appreciate it. Um but you know, I, I and I think I think podcasting opens that door. But then I think of, say, Spotify getting in the exclusivity game. I I just don't like anything. I don't like exclusive things. Right. That's a that that's exclusive is a is a taboo word for me. That's a like I want to be inclusive. I want everything to be more available to more people. So you're communist. Yes, a hundred percent. Or is that socialist? I don't. It's one of the ists. I'm not sure. I'm both. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, no, but but I I think that's to me. I just see when you take when you take the product that is 
like I don't listen to a bunch of Joe Rogan, but I listen when he's one of the only podcasters that can consistently get big name scientists, right? Big name politicians, right? Um, people that I want to hear from an hour from, you know, right. like say, uh, say he, he had Bernie Sanders right. for an hour, right. right? As a voter, I typically only get to hear Bernie Sanders in a like scripted debate, right? That ever that's like the, the game right. of it's one or way the 30 or the second soundbite on TV or whatever. Right. Right. like, it's gotta be the game of it. Right. But, Oh, you mean to tell me I get to hear him talk for an hour about right. what he thinks about someone's whatever. going for? Right. And, you know, put that for any politician that I'd be voting for. I'm, Bernie Sanders came on my head because he's the most recent guy I heard sure. on Joe right. Rogan. But, yeah. like, you know, I think he's gotten a number of politicians from both sides of the aisle. Right. And I think that's he is, he is exceptionally good at existing bipartisan right. in a world that is extremely partisan. Right. You know, like... Yep. How he, where he exists in the zeitgeist is really kind of fucking remarkable. Yeah. That, like, people from the far right and the far left are all just kind of, like, pretty much down with Joe Rogan. Right. Um, and I don't quite understand how or why or what he does differently. It's a weird combination but, of... But, like, that should be the least exclusive thing ever. Totally. Like, this is something that everyone should have available to. I'm not saying we should all have it piped into our homes or anything. I understand, yeah. But, like... He's he's giving a vo- he's he's one of the few podcasters that has enough credibility that this many people that need this big of an audience are willing to go and to say like oh now you have to be a Spotify user I've never had Spotify yeah and I never fucking will yeah and I sure shit ain't buying it just to listen to Joe Rogan who I only listen to I have four it, or five times I a have year it just anyway. to download our podcast one extra time. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, when I heard this, the first thing I thought of was this is the same thing that Sirius Satellite Radio did when they paid Howard Stern to come over. Just something to, to shine a light on us mm-hmm. and get people looking at us. Sure. Satellite Radio was around for a few years. It was dying. Let's get a big name. Yeah. Well, that's all it was. But that was the thing. I think Howard Stern, at least, always existed in a world that was kind of exclusive. You know, he was he was on he was on radio in a couple of cities, and he was on a lot, and he was on cable. Right. Well, yeah. Most people saw him on TV. Right. That was that was where the Howard Stern show became big. You had to have cable. Right. Right. And then he goes to satellite. You have to have satellite. Well, in my younger days, he was on regular radio around here for a while. I mean, and and, and more St. Louis is a bad example of the radio stuff because he was. Much more prevalent in than, than in just other places. Yeah, we just happen to have our own local radio shows. Sure, but most people that were avid Howard Stern fans were in a kind of pay-to-play scenario anyway. Sure, that's fair. That's you fair. know, yeah. Whereas like Joe Rogan has become the biggest name in media, mm-hmm. possibly at least across both aisles, um, for almost ten years now, maybe right. longer than ten years. I don't know. Right. Um, by being completely free and available. True. So if all of a sudden you have this built-in audience that has existed totally, um, you know, kind of no strings attached, which I think helps that across the aisle credibility. It's like, hey, man, we can all get you. Right. We can all access this. Now we can't. 
right? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it doesn't matter because maybe everyone has Spotify, and I'm just the only weirdo that doesn't. And honestly, I don't know but, if the spot when he goes on Spotify, if it will be part of the premium subscription. Like I have Spotify, but I don't pay for it. But I still have access to certain things. Like oh, I can still get our podcast on Spotify without having to okay. pay for anything. Okay. I don't know if it's the same with Joe Rogan, but there are tons of things available without paying it, paying for it on Spotify. Okay. Now that does mean. I'm sure, as opposed to the first five minutes of him saying, hey, today our podcast is sponsored by blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. That means at some point you'll get a cut that will say a Spotify ad or, or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That, to me, would be the only main difference. But I don't know. Like I, said, I don't know. If, when Stern first went to satellite radio, you had to pay an extra couple bucks to get the Howard Stern show, even if you had satellite. Now, you don't have to anymore, uh-huh. but that's how originally it was. Oh, that's Because shitty. it was... I don't know, whatever. The Howard Stern Some channel. bullshit, right. That's Be- Because they were giving him hundreds of millions of dollars and had to recoup somehow. Right. Um, but, th- I mean, that's all gone now, so now if you got satellite, it's it's all or nothing. But I don't know if that's how the Spotify shit will work. I yeah. doubt it, because I feel like you'd get way more ads as a free thing with Joe Rogan as opposed to just your paid subscription. Then you wouldn't even sure. need ads if it's paid. You wouldn't have any ads, I would assume. If you have ads and you're paying for it, that's a big fuck you. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, I don't know the... The details, just that he's going to Spotify at the end of the year. Huh. And apparently all his catalog is, too. Like you said, I don't know if that means yeah. YouTube channel goes away or what. fucking years worth of right. um, dynamite content. Right. Right. I, I, I don't have an answer. I just It's just news. Huh. That's what I got. That's, that's interesting. It interests me way too much for something that... Honestly, doesn't, doesn't affect you fucking affect me at right. all. Like I said, right. like I probably listen to five to ten episodes of the Rogan podcast a year. Oh, really? I don't listen. If that, well, I, I probably do listen regularly. I don't listen to every episode just because they're three and a half hours, right? And I just don't have that kind of travel time. But like, uh, I've been listening off and on. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll listen off and on. So I'll play at least twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there. But I'll finish something. Sure. Like right now, I was talking to Tony Hawk. Fun shit. I would listen to that. It's you know, it's like an hour and a half of Tony Hawk just bullshitting about. Yeah. When I was fourteen, I went pro and I bought a house. It's fucking great stories. You yeah. know what I mean? And that kind of shit, I love. Well, it's every time I like see, and I do love that he has people I would never know about anywhere else in life, good, bad, whatever, uh-huh. on that show. That he makes it, like you said, a place to come and everybody can talk about whatever they want to talk about. Right. Good. You know, even if he doesn't. If he disagrees with you, he'll let you know. Sure. But I appreciate the fact that he will entertain those ideas and not just say, well, you're fucking stupid. Not be real dismissed. Give me your reason for why you think this, at least. Right. If you're wrong, I'm going to let you know you're fucking wrong and you're dumb, but at least you're a place for everybody to voice their opinion. Uh-huh. So, anyways. Huh. I saw that the other day and I was just curious your thoughts. So. Yeah. I think that'll be one of those things we won't know the effect it has for a few years. Sure. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a good so, stretch. Yeah. Um, I got one last thing. You got anything else? I got nothing else. Um, were you an Inception fan whatsoever? I liked it. I saw it. Are you looking forward to his new one? There's oh Tenet. Yeah. Um, I'll see it because the rumor is because the previews really show nothing. nothing. Yeah. The rumor is it's a sequel to Inception. I wish I didn't know that. I'm sorry. You should be. <laughs> I'm, I apologize. I wish I could go back in time. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, since they've but, but shown it, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from this thing. I don't even know what the fuck it's about. Well, I know it's about time travel time, somehow. Yeah, right. time or displacement or something. Yeah, time yes. existing in a very strange, weird way. Yes. 
it kind of relates to the thing I was talking about before the, that the fucking scientists found on Antarctica. Possible those time portal, basically. Yeah. Like time moving in a different direction, almost. Uh-huh. So maybe that's what this is about. I don't know. Who knows? It's Christopher Nolan, so it's going to be crazy and probably pretty good. That's about all I got for today, man. Yeah, I got I got nothing. I got nothing left in the tank. I uh, um, yeah, nothing, nothing for me. Well, it's been a week. That's right. We'll see you next week. Be good.